Shut up and sit down. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? How are we doing today? Are we doing good? Welcome to another edition of Paraprobe, where your hosts are sexy, but our moves are not. Um, I want to say right now that uh, I need to throw a warning label out. I've been I've been hearing all these other shows talking about warning labels, like the the one that comes on before us. You know, the the guy talks about you know the the talking pets. You know that. You know, when listening to the show, do not use it. this show as for entertainment. Do not use it for, you know, trying to, you know, <laughs> check your pets out and stuff like that, you know, or use our doctor's advice, you know, for your pets, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I get it, you know, protect themselves. So we need to put a warning label out there. Please, if you're listening to our show, do not use this to check to see if you got VD. All right. It, it's just not going to help you. Uh, we highly recommend actually go to a doctor. Um, if you've got that strange feeling that's happening, uh, talk to your therapist. It could be puberty. I don't know, but just don't try to use our show to medically see if you're okay, because everybody knows that we're not. So I just want to put that out there. All right. Well, I'm your co-host, Jesse J. Love. And, uh, yeah, nope. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> don't use us as a reference point of what of you should anything. do. Of anything. Of anything. Yeah. No, we're we're not trustworthy. <laughs> yeah, you, you use us as the what not to do. According to some people, I'm a flat out liar. Exactly. Ta-da! Now, um, for real though, just uh, some of our ideas are creative but uh, destructive. Yes, our show is for comedic entertainment value. All right, we're not here to teach you how to do things. You know, no matter what it is, you know, um, you should not listen to us. I mean, you should listen to our show, just not us. And speaking of which, segue. All right, so we've been noticing, like, with our show, all right, that everything that on our social media, like our TikToks, our Instagram, so on and so forth, every time I put anything out about the show, it gets throttled every single time. I could put out this show, right, and I'll get, like, one like. Seriously, like, one like on it. Not, like, <laughs> on my Facebook, I'm verified, my, you know, Instagram, and, and so on and so forth. I have a lot of followers. Still, I do something about the show Maybe I get one like, maybe two, right? And usually it's like you or somebody else, all right? If I put a picture out about my Jeep or a cup of coffee that I'm drinking, I'll get like 240 likes on it. You cannot tell me they're not throttling our stuff. So this is what I'm doing right now. For our listening audience, it goes and listens to our show, not the live show, of course, that we're doing right now currently, but when you download our show, like on, you know, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, whether it be Apple, you know, music, iTunes, whatever. I want you, the listening audience that listens to our show, please share the show on your social media. I want to break this algorithm and get us out there for people to listen to. That's the whole point of us doing this show. I mean, I'm not sure what our live numbers are when we're live on air and radio, but like our, our Spotify, our Pandora, our everything that we're on, please, please give if you can. <laughs> Help out Paraprobe for just a dollar a day. Okay, maybe not a dollar a day, maybe a quarter. Two pennies if you have it. I don't care. Whatever you can give, that shiny button in your pocket, just give till it hurts. I want you out there to think you too can save a radio show. Right now, we have this starving child in the studio that we can't afford to give a sandwich to because you're not downloading our show on Spotify, Pandora. We have a sad puppy dog. I heart radio. <laughs> we have a dog that will die if you do not post our show on your social media accounts. Please give if you can. Give till it hurts. Give to it. Give it so much that it hurts like if you punched yourself in the crotch for five straight minutes. You too can save this puppy 
and this orphan child that's in studio with us right now that we will not feed or give water to until you put our show out there on your social media. So just remember, you too can save a child and you too can prevent forest fires. Legal disclaimer, we do not actually have a starving child in the studio or any children or any animals in the studio right now currently. Yes, we're kidding, okay? <laughs> All right, so, but yes, if you're listening to our show on like Spotify, Pandora, whatever you listen to for our podcast show, please share it on your social media. But when you share it on social media, please tag us in it. Hashtag Paraprobe. Um, put at Paraprobe. You know, tag us in it. We'll, we'll definitely go and check out your kid. We'll follow you, everything else. You know, we we like to interact with our listening audience and everything else. Do you um, know? Oh, I do all the time. I mean, Grant's like three or four people because they keep throttling my crap back. <laughs> but like, like prime example, my TikTok, I kid you not. All right, so what was it about maybe Monday or Tuesday? I think I posted that picture of my Jeep, right? You know, some yeah. video of it. I've gotten over like <laughs> 700 views, and I've gained like 300 followers on TikTok in one week over just a... Maybe a thirty-second clip of because jeeps are cool. Let, all right, but let, we're cool. Let, let's stop. The radio this show is cool. Are we, are we? Yes, we are. Okay, we're cool. Okay, let's be fair and let's be real. <laughs> we're a couple of good-looking guys doing this show. I mean, I know a lot of guys in radio. They are, they're ugly. Okay, they they are. They have a face for radio. Oh yeah, face for radio. <laughs> we actually have a face for porn. All right, we are good-looking guys. <laughs> So I am telling you right now, you need to be following this show. Oh, my goodness. And following us on social media. Make sure, like, on Instagram, Facebook, all that stuff, it's at Paraprobe. Uh, I think it's actually at Paraprobe Radio. And then on, like, our Twitter, it's at Paraprobe. Just if not, just reverse it. It's yeah, either Paraprobe or Paraprobe Radio. Yeah, look for the green banner with the white skull in the middle. It says Paraprobe Radio. You'll find it. Yep. Yeah. So... Because we never have a plan ever. Sometimes we do. Yeah, no, we have we have plans. You gotta love that whole part that I just did about the orphan child and the dog and all that was that whole thing you know was off the cuff. That, that was a, that, was a, that, that was a good bit. That was a good bit. I'll give you credit. As soon as that music dropped in, I'm like, Oh, here we go, this is perfect. I wish you would have been playing Sarah McLaughlin though. I will remember you. Dude, I, I literally like went on the fly and found like the saddest like mix I could find. That was good though. <laughs> you, you got a good choice in music for that one. Yeah, that was see, pretty good. See, we're kind of professional. Yeah. Anyways, I rabbit hold again as usual because that's what I do. You are infamous for rabbit holes. Yes. So on the way over here, because it's like a forty-five minute drive. It's a long, long drive. For I, both of us, actually, it's about forty-five minute drive here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I went on YouTube and see, and that's why you gotta give a dollar a day, support us for gas money to go back and forth right? to the studio. Right. Okay. Good. We'll we'll hook for gas. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just hook for a candy bar. We don't care. <laughs> you got that Snickers? Um. <laughs> Sex and chocolate. I'm in. <laughs> so I was looking at uh like or listening to like really messed up planets like out there and the universe and stuff because i like space everybody likes space we want to know what's out there and i went from listening to about like why you don't have any like random radio signals from like other planets mm -hmm. even if they may or may not have people or intelligent aliens. life behind yeah. it yeah yeah am i hearing thunder in the background yes you are okay thought so yeah no my stomach's rumbling um <laughs> <laughs> man you got some food jack yeah that was buddy. your stomach holy yeah, crap i know one dollar a day, people. One dollar a day. <laughs> Jesse is our starving orphan. <laughs> Not an orphan yet. Not an orphan yet. <laughs> nope. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Something about planets. I don't know. <laughs> um, so it start, I started off like why there's no radio signals out in the universe because like essentially everybody is too scared to make themselves known. It's like living in a dangerous jungle. Where, you know, there's a big old lion out there that's going to eat you. Everybody stays really quiet. Mm -hmm. So they don't get killed. And here we are, Earth, you know, radio waves and TV waves and everything. And, oh, <laughs> we're going to send a satellite out there telling you everything about us, everything about our planet. We are the toddler of the universe that's playing hide-and-go-seek that's giggling behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> and, yeah, so if there is extraterrestrial life, essentially, we going to die. Because we literally sent something valuable, a gold record, on a satellite out of our solar system. 
Wee. I'm still trying to fathom why they made a gold record to send out in the space. Is uh, it just for it would last longer? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it wouldn't deteriorate or whatever, but I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just guessing. They were hoping they take gold to turn green on them. <laughs> hey, we have something of value here. Do you want to trade? Uh, Invade the planet. And that turned into, like, very hellish planets. <gasps> Space pirates. Yeah, no. What? Great. No, I'm just seeing this. No, big... I totally shot that down. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm just seeing this big UFO landing on the planet and a guy going, I'm the captain now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I am the captain now. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. got to do what you got to do. So there's a planet out there, and it rains molten glass. It orbits the star in just 2.2 days. The winds are 5,600 miles an hour. Wow. So you have molten glass flying at you sideways at 5,600 miles an hour. Holy crap. So it's breaking over Mach 5 and nailing you. Yep. Okay. Glad we don't live there. That sucks. (laughs) Yeah, molten glass coming from the sky. I mean, man, we already got a hard enough, you know, bad enough thing down here with, like, you know, crackheads, you know, heating up the glass pipe and stuff. But (laughs) heating to that level to make it molten? Holy crap. Yeah, no. Um, The planet can experience temperatures as high as 1,700 degrees. And as part of a binary star system. Lovely. Woohoo. So here's a good thing. Twin sun. If you, for some reason, made it onto this planet, which highly doubt, but if you did, the, that molten glass would ram through your body so fast, you would not even know that you died. Literally. You wouldn't even know you got hit. If, if, Pretty good way to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, like, if you could make something hit you at Mach 5, you would be, like, literally, you wouldn't even know what even happened. It would be that quick. Mm-hmm. That'd be the only that'd be the only good thing from it, literally. Well, you have another planet. It's 55 Cancri E. It's very very hot, 4,172 degrees. Mm, it's formerly known as Janssen. <laughs> they got people from California don't live on that planet. They can't even turn up their AC. <laughs> right. It is composed of high pressurized carbon in the form of graphite and diamond, mixed with a little bit of iron in here and there. Mm-hmm. But it also emits hydrogen cyanide from the crust. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> so you have a giant gas chamber of a planet. Yep, pretty much. Lovely. Okay. That's that. I mean, literally, like, I think we were talking before the show. The uh, old Star Trek expendable expendable crewman, come here. Yeoman. Uh, <laughs> it's always the yeoman. Always. always the yeoman. Well, there's like fifty. You got to think a starship that big. You know that. Navy ships right now yeah. are like half the size of what that would actually be, you know, hypothetically. Yeah, yeah. And you have a care aircraft carrier with what, four thousand people on it, I think? On average between like yeah, four to five thousand. Yeah. So there's a lot of yeoman on Enterprise because the oh, bridge crew, then you have the engineering crew and you gotta have a lot of people to repair all the damage when, you know, Captain Kirk rams it or makes the Klingons mad again or something, whatever. Something, you know? whatever happens, yeah. It's <laughs> shot at. Yep. Let's see, you got a Super Jupiter, HR 5183B, three times the mass of Jupiter. That's big. Wicked big. Yeah, that gravity would crush you trying to stand on that planet. Yep. It's turning into a pancake. Let's see, it's got a tiny wobble in its gravity caused by... <laughs> wobble, baby, wobble, baby, wobble. <laughs> I don't know why that just popped in my head, but whatever. It passes close to the sun of Jupiter, which would probably ignite Jupiter. Did you know that Jupiter could have almost been a sun? Really? So it's composed of basically the same things our sun's made of, mm-hmm. except it's not burning. So if we were to nuke Jupiter... We, we could essentially turn it into another sun. Yeah, so if our sun starts going out, guess what's going to happen? We're going to nuke Jupiter. It's happening. But if we did, we're done. Yeah, we're going to freeze to death. No, we're not going to freeze to death. We're going to burn up. No, I mean, so Jupiter is far. Jupiter away. is far closer than the sun. No, it's not. Are you sure? Pretty. Yeah, take a look at that because the sun is ninety-three million miles away. Okay, ninety-three million. Yeah. How far away is Jupiter? Hmm. Wow. There we go from the Earth. There we go. Uh huh. Thank you. Three hundred seventy-three million miles. Really? 
So for some reason, I was thinking Jupiter was closer. Yeah. So our sun goes out, we light up Jupiter, we freeze. Oh, we still freeze, yeah. We move to Mars. Yeah, because the sun's a lot, lot bigger than Jupiter, so. Mm-hmm. Or we move to somewhere else. I wonder if maybe that's what... Ma- <gasps> we may have just saved mankind. You're welcome. You're welcome, universe. <laughs> we may have came up with an idea. Instead of trying to get everybody off this planet to another one, because eventually, it is a known fact, the sun is going to burn out eventually. Granted, not in our lifetime. It's going to be like they're, they're guessing right now. The, the potential guess rate right now is 4 billion years from now. Now, <clears throat> with that being said, that's 4 billion years to plan, work, come up with an idea. What if we create our own sun to replace the one that's burning out? Um, we'd be good to go. Yeah. We could potentially between that. I mean, that's 4 billion years of technology advancing. That as long as we don't screw up and kill ourselves before then, or attract the alien civilization like we're talking about, they'll wipe us off the planet, or we get bombarded by an asteroid, just whatever. In the next four billion years, who knows? Maybe that might be what is going to save me. You and I could be sitting right here making history because somebody heard this show, probably not on our social media because it gets throttled, <laughs> but listening to it live and said, I'm a scientist. They might be onto something. And next thing you know, one, you know, it, it's like the old Don commercial. They tell two friends and they tell two friends, so on and so forth. And eventually it gets to the right person. They start working and concocting that idea and they wind up creating a artificial sun that will save us in the future. Yeah. So ignore the disclosure at the beginning of this radio show where do not listen to us and, uh, listen to us with caution. How about that? You're welcome. You're very welcome. You're very, very welcome. Yes. Cause we just saved you. We just saved mankind. Yep. Man, we've only been on air for 15 minutes. <laughs> We're the bomb. Um, and looking at our board, we have now raised 250000 No, <laughs> So you have C-Rot, Co-Rot, Co-Rot, C-O-R-O-T. I don't know why the R is big in the middle of that. I don't care. Where are you from? Co-Rot. Co-Rot 7B. It was the first confirmed rocky world outside of our solar system. But it doesn't Ew. look like a great place to live. It's totally locked to its parent it's a store. Rocky planet. Yeah, I'm out here floating around the sun. You know what I'm saying? It's the uh, Oh no, no, no! I'm not singing. Polly, I don't remember hearing no bell. You know what I'm saying? I didn't hear no bell. Okay. All right. It's totally tidally locked to its parent star and gets up to four thousand degrees Fahrenheit. Why is like every planet we're looking at is like four thousand degrees? Because it's hot. I know, but it's like the common of like every planet. Because I mean, they're too close to the daggum sun. But are they all like that same spacing that's making them all 4,000 degrees? I can almost guarantee it's like a estimate. Okay. De- 100% estimate. I mean, what other way are you going to be able to find out how hot it is aside from going there? They can make a good estimation off of, you know. Just <laughs> I don't think they can make math. it there regardless. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're way too far away. Yeah. Multiple sunsets like Tatooine. Oh, yeah, here we yeah, go. There's one is, for Star Wars fans. Here we go. It's HD 188753. Of course it's HD. <laughs> George Lucas definition. owns this planet. It's in HD. <laughs> and of course it's got two suns like Tatooine. Let's see. It's 149 light years from Earth. It has three suns with the main star. It's similar only 149 light years? Yeah. It's a lot closer. Man, that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty hot. Orbit's close to the main star. Orbiting, completing orbit every three to five days. So one year is three to five days. Wow. Full story. Give me the full story, bro. I want the whole story. Oh, great. It's going to give me an ad. Give me an ad. I'll click off here. See, for me at work, it seems like that it's all, it would be total reversal. Oh, I want to, I actually won a uh, quiz on a guy's TikTok. He does like a live like quiz like on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And uh, the question was, I'm going to see if you know the answer to this. What was the reasoning in Ghostbusters for them not to cross the streams? What would it cause? It would be bad. Oh. Yes, it would be bad. <laughs> but And they said that too. It would be bad. But what was what would it cause? It would uh, cause way, all the atoms in your body to explode at once. At the speed of light. Yeah. But it would cause a, there's a scientific term for it. They, they, they did say that though. What you said, you're, you're on the right path. I don't remember. Full protonic reversal. Nope. And I know. Is that it. actually a thing? Full not a clue. I'm not a scientist. I don't know. Okay. Well, how about this, bro? 
full protonic reversal. Gotcha. See, this is this is just like tot- there we go, boom. Okay. Involves the antiproton. Come on. Come oh, on. Okay. What the heck? Really, people? Okay, if it's there we go. Okay. Proton is a stable subatomic particle occurring in all atomic nuclei with positive electrical charge. My view is that protonic reversal involves the antiproton, which is the antiparticle of a proton. Duh. Antiprotons are stable, but they are typically short-lived since any collision with a proton would cause both particles to be annihilated in a burst of energy. Yeah. Kaboom. (laughs) (laughs) You realize that if every atom in your body exploded at once... Obviously, that's nuclear charge when that goes off. Mm-hmm. The planet would be gone. One person, if every atom in their body exploded, the Earth would be gone. It'd be dust. That would be bad. Yeah, that would be bad. Because you got to think how many atoms. you got trillions of atoms in your body. Not even trillions. you probably have quadrillions. What, yeah, what's, yeah. A, what's a really, really, really big number? Like, what? what is the largest number count that we can get up to? What is it, like? Uh, Twelve inches? Shut up. Oh, you mean in this? Um, yeah, I, I I forgot what it is. Like ecto <laughs> ectoplasm. I can't yeah. remember what it's called. <laughs> Biggest number. There we go. <laughs> the big, welcome the to the Google Show. Yeah, welcome to the Google. Hey, show. look, a Googleplex. <laughs> a Googleplex. There you go. All right, but here's there the deal. you go. All right, so like in the TV show The Flash, you know they talk about like you know, well this guy can run faster than the speed of light. Okay, here's the reality of that. If you could theoretically run to the speed of light. The moment you went to run at light speed, you got to think, you're colliding with every atom in the air, too, on top of that. Mm-hmm. Kaboom. <laughs> yeah. Big Full kaboom. protonic reversal. <laughs> full, full protonic <laughs> reversal. Instantaneous. Oh, yeah, it would. It, that's the reason why they in the comics they created the, the speed force, because it makes a shell around Barry Allen when he's running. Like a warp field in Star Trek. Actually, that's really what it is, yeah. Fair enough. Yep. Ah, we blended science with comics. How's that? Wow. That is so cool. All right. So this planet, WASP-76b. <laughs> yep, WASP. It's 2,500 degrees. It's relatively cool. And it's filled with a bunch of white people. <laughs> Shut up. Scary. <laughs> uh, let's see. The other side is about 1,000 degrees. But it's got powerful winds, which it doesn't say how fast, because they're lame. The UK sun is very lame, and they don't have all the details. I don't like this. You see, the crazy thing is, on these planets we've been talking about so far, there is a chance, there is always a chance, of actual alien civilizations that survive and live on these planets, because their genetic makeup could be totally different from what ours is. And instead of, you know, being burned to death or beaten to death by the molten iron rain on this planet... yeah. It could be like water to them. They can drink iron. Yeah, you, you really don't know. I mean, you got to think that we do have actually, you know, there is protozoa and everything else that are on this pl- on our planet that it can survive in extreme cold and extreme heat that that still survive. Um, and so they could potentially survive on these planets. Sketchy. Yeah, and which is scary. What the heck? Because if they were a, a bacteria or a you know a virus. And you couldn't kill it with, like, extreme cold or extreme heat? That's not good. That's a cockroach. Well, it's like the CDC. The CDC does have a a setup, and and you and I'm sure you've seen it, like, on The Walking Dead. You've probably seen it, like, in movies before, stuff like that. Part of it is true. They do have a system designed in place that if one of the main, like, really bad, bad viruses got loose, the whole place will ignite because they know that, well, Yes, you're going to kill people working in that building, but it's better than killing the planet because there's viruses in there that will wipe everybody off this planet at the CDC. Hmm. And so they do have things in place. It's basically equivalent to like like napalm going off. Really? Yeah, inside the building if they ever got out. It's in order to save the planet, man. <clears throat> if they ever had a breach, the building goes into lockdown. They do have... Depending upon the virus that gets loose and all that, they do have like air scrubbers, everything else too that's involved, you know, in different types of chemicals they can inject in the air. That of course they could save the people in the building too. But there are certain viruses that if the, if the building ever got hit by like an earthquake, anything like that, natural disaster that could cause a rupture quickly, it becomes a, the whole building just becomes a giant napalm bomb. Well, 
just woof, and it burns everything. Everything is gone. All the bacteria, all the viruses, and the people. Yeah, that would, that would. Didn't know that, huh? No, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, because inside their buildings, especially in their lower, lower, like you their know, umbrella corporation, lower sort levels, of, like yeah. <laughs> 40 stories underground. Yeah, sort of in a way. They do have, <laughs> and that's the reason why they are that far underground. That's crazy. Because they also have other ways that can actually detonate the ground underneath to actually cave in and implode in on itself. So, so what you're telling me is that the un- umbrella corporation is real and is actually the CDC. Pretty much. So all the conspiracy theories about them actually creating new it's viruses. All of it. Sketchy. No, I'm kidding. It's not all. It could but, be, but it could be. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we don't know. We don't work there. Like, but, but it, they, they can go to another country. That why has, do you think they like, came up with the zombie plan? They're doing it. They're really doing. They all right, already did it. Screw all these. Wait, what? The zombie plan has already been. Look it up. It's right there on the CDC's website. You can look it up. It's real. Whatever. It's, we're we're switching to. Go ahead. Yeah, CDC zombie preparedness 101. What the fuck? Yeah, that was created like a couple of years ago. I remember reading this, but select download button to view the document. Yes, we are viewing the document, people. Yes. Come on. And here's why. Come on, you slow computer. They made this into a fun thing for people. They said that if you prepare by what they put out there for the zombie apocalypse, you would be prepared for actual, real, natural disasters. The CDC did this in jest and in fun for people to have fun with, like with their kids, you know, walking them through preparation for people. Like, say you live in California, right? You know that if you live in California, of course you have to teach your children about earthquakes and stuff like that because they have them there pretty, you know, it's pretty common, right? So... And, and for us in Florida, I mean, look what we just went through with Ian. So if you prepare for these type of things, like, you know, with the water and the food and so on and so forth, then you're going to be pretty much prepared if there really was an actual natural disaster. All right. So that's why they, they implemented the zombie thing for fun, because this is in the heyday when, you know, Walking Dead was really, really, really prominent and popular when it was first, like the first three seasons at that, it kind of went to hell. But that, that's just my opinion, though. Um so, oh, you downloaded it? Yeah, but it was a comic. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I probably <clears throat> wouldn't download it to the work computer. I'd probably, like, maybe wait till you got home. What are they going to do? Be like, um, all right, FBI, wait for him. Where we'll be here at Saturdays at 6 p.m. Every Saturday, FBI, if you're waiting to bust down the door because... No, 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 no. I'm not talking about for that reason. I'm talking about, like, I'm not sure if, like, you know, people who own this place would be happy with us downloading stuff on their computers. It's a zombie plan. They need it on the wall. Okay, fine. <laughs> All right. So for a listening audience out there, if there is a zombie apocalypse, make sure it, just go to the to the station. Yeah. We have a plan here. You can read. We'll have it on the wall. Well, we have the zombie plan here. We're all going to be good. We'll all survive. Yeah. But here's... Okay. So getting back to what I was talking about. What if... Think about this. Mm. Let's say they created a virus... That really could cause zombies. Maybe they have. For argument's sake, let's say they did. Maybe that's why they created this just for fun back then to put out to the public. But at least that way they know that some people really do have it out there. So if this virus ever got loose and it started really happening, they actually could release this to the public permanently where everybody, and tell people, hey, this is a real thing. Go to it. Because here's the funny part. In real life, there are scientists who have done research and studies about zombie apocalypse, okay? Like, theoretically, mathematically, if it was to happen, could we survive it? The answer is, more commonly than not, no. No. Because depending upon how the the infection works, okay, if it's anything like World War Z, no. It's going to happen way too fast. For us to to catch it, to slow it down, there might be small facets facets of people outside the major city areas and all that, depending on where this thing gets released at, that could potentially survive. But more than, but it's literally going to be a handful of people around the globe. It's not going to be a large number. So essentially, mankind's done. They're gone. Yeah, let's go over to the emergency kit here and see how accurate I feel like it is. Like okay. at, at, you're the prepper here. Yeah. So. 
So, all hazards emergency kit. Assemble the following items to create a kit for your home, office, school, or vehicle. Water, one gallon per person per day. No, you need two per person per day. Got to cook, got to wash, mm-hmm. got to drink. Food, not That nerd. anybody in the military will tell you, one is nothing, two is one. Remember that rule. Yep. See, food, non-perishable, easy to prepare, minimum three-day supply. Really? Every single thing that you go to, whether it's a hurricane evacuation plan, if it's uh, for tornadoes, whatever, any type of natural disaster, they always see a three-day plan. No. Realistically, you need to plan for about two weeks. Exactly. Two weeks. Two weeks at the bare minimum. At the bare minimum. 28 days is, uh, is, uh, no, my phone is not off. 28 days is, I got, <laughs> um, 28 days later? Yeah. 28 days is basically the bare minimum that I would, I would prepare for. Flashlight. Yeah, it doesn't specify the type of flashlight. And, yeah. Now, it's like, you want something that is either solar rechargeable, you mm-hmm. want a crank flashlight, you want something easy to work with, something that you don't have to rely on batteries for. Yep. Oh, look, battery powered on hand crank radio. Yep. Yeah, nope. Just go down their list first, yeah. and then we'll put in ours. Okay, extra batteries. Okay. Okay. First aid kit, whistle, antibiotic ointment, bandages, face mask, gloves, and a reference book. Yeah, the whistle is just for signaling. Okay. And that's the last ditch. Medication, seven-day supply, multi-purpose supplies, wrench, pliers, plastic sheet, duct tape, scissors, matches. Cool. Any Anything you do always needs duct tape. Yep. Sanitation, personal hygiene, items, and bleach. Copies of personal documents, medication list, patient pertinent medical information, proof of address, deed, lease to home, passports, birth certificates, blah, blah, blah. Identification. Cell phone with charger. Family disaster plan and family and emergency contact info. Extra cash, emergency blankets, extra clothes, sleeping bag, one for each person. Really? They had to put that in there? Maps of the area. This one, dude. All right. So there's like some other. Do you know why it's required that in emergency emergency situations that everybody has their own sleeping bag and not a double one? Proceed. Hmm? Go ahead. It's for safety. Okay. Something happens, people have to move on the run, it's better to lose one than to lose two. And that's the truth. That is Fair the enough. truth. I just figured but not only it that was too, it's obvious. Also, it causes problems trying to get two people out of a sleeping bag at the same time. Yeah. So. <laughs> Alright, so let's go back through here. Extra batteries. Always good to have. I mean, like, you see people making a run on batteries. You yep. should potentially have extra batteries in there anyway. A first aid kit. Their first aid kit is terrible. A whistle, okay, I can see that. And a bioarmament, that's good. Bandages, face mask, gloves, and a reference okay. book, okay. A little bit slower. You're speaking kind of fast. I'm sorry. Whistle, antibiotic ointment. There you go. Bandages, face Bandages. mask, <laughs> gloves, and a reference book. Okay. Slow enough for you? That was better. Jerk. It's it's very minimal at the least. Yeah. I mean, you you're you need like some sort of like you need a tourniquet in there, you know, for yep. one. You need splinting tools in there. You need wraps, gauzes, bandages, iodine solution. Uh, yeah, I the mean, whole nine alcohol. Yards. Yeah, tweezers. I mean, you, suture kit. You can buy IFACs that are really good online. I mean, yep. like what is it? Uh, RefugeMedical.com has like a ton of them. Yep. They're, it's expensive, but you know what? You get what you pay for them. I got that one med kit that I showed you that I bought yeah. that med kit, and that only cost me like 30 bucks. There you go. Yeah. See, medication, seven-day supply, four weeks, 28 days. Do it like that. Just yeah. plan for 28 days. A lot of hospitals are giving you a 28-day supply of things that yeah. are uh, opioids because selling, but sure. Multi-purpose supplies, wrenches, pliers. Yeah, yeah, you should have tools at your house. You should have duct tape. You should have matches. I mean, yeah. or lighters. Like those big lighters, dude. Mm-hmm. Get them wet, let them dry out. You can still light them. I mean, yep. they're great. Uh, personal hygiene items and bleach. Yes. Yes. Like you should. Personal hygiene really uh, plays this- a lot into safety for this type of stuff that people don't even realize. Well, I mean, a lot of this stuff is just kind of a no-brainer anyway. Yeah, I mean, keep clean. You. Go to a grocery store 
go every your everyday shopping. Just buy a little. We're Floridians, like we did on the like the hurricane preparedness thing. Yeah. Every time you go to the grocery store, buy a little extra. Buy a little extra soap. Like yeah. Have a have a month's supply of that. And here's your thing, people. If you know that, it, like prime prime example, Florida, especially when Ian just came through and all that. All right. Here's the thing. If you know this hurricane is coming, if you don't have a backup plan for power, such as generator, whatever, don't buy a whole bunch of like frozen food and refrigerated foods and stuff like that. That's ridiculous because you lose power. You just spent money on nothing. It's all going to melt and be gone, mm-hmm. and, and it's just going to turn. Unless back. you're having one hell of a feast, I mean. Yeah, unless you plan on having one big cookout. But I'm just saying. I mean, you, some people that we know of are still without power since the storm. All right. So with that being said, canned goods. Go for canned supplies, stuff like that. Now, that works great for storms. Not if you got to be on the move because it takes up a lot of room, a lot of weight. It's heavy. Yes. Now you're looking at more taking like a couple of bags of rice, uh, taking some beef jerky, stuff like that. Stuff that Something you, dehydrated. Yes, dehydrated. It's lightweight. You can throw it in your bag and it can last you for days. Another reason why the water is not one gallon per person per day, it is two per person per day. I mean, you can get away with like maybe a quarter water kind of washing the pits and the crevices and cracks of your body and stuff yeah. just to kind of keep. Keep your feet dry. Yeah. But as far as water, non-perishable foods are dry foods, dry stores. I mean, so working offshore on boats and stuff, that's literally most of what we got. Yeah, we had refrigeration. One of the boats really had a nice walk-in. It was beautiful. It was gorgeous. I was impressed. But a lot of what we get is dry stores, you know, dry rice, dry beans, dry this. And you have to soak them overnight usually or, Mm -hmm. like, boil them for a really long time, which gets rid of a lot of your water that you need. And, I mean, food hydrates you more than anything else. Yeah. Most of the time, like, you see a lot of people overeating and stuff, and they're hungry all the time. You're not hungry. You're usually thirsty. Yeah. You can survive a lot longer without food than you can water. Mm-hmm. Without water, you can only last probably about maybe two weeks tops. Then that's pushing it. Um, that's, like, bare minimum of moving or anything in order to save whatever liquid you do have in your body. Um, when it comes down to food, you can go, there's been people that have survived up to almost two months without food. Mm-hmm. And now I'm talking about zero to eat. Now, great thing about Florida, you ever have an issue here, there's food all around you, mm. everywhere. Dude, so many people have banana trees and like mango trees and all kinds Oranges of like, and everywhere. Everywhere. You got so much, you have so much protein, like, and I'm talking about pure protein. You have so many foods around you, naturally grown and everything else around you. In you the state like of grasshoppers? Exactly. <laughs> it's filled with protein and everything else. Worms. Worms. Worms are loaded protein. Yeah, they don't taste great, but it'll definitely keep you alive. Yeah, I mean, that, see, bugs is not like a sustainable food plan. No. It's an emergency food plan. It's to keep you plan. from starving yeah. to death. Exactly. <laughs> That's all it's you know, for. When there's like a famine or something. Yeah. You know, but I mean, we've got all these little ponds. People call them lakes. They're ponds. Yeah. If it's a twenty square foot freaking quote unquote lake, it's a pond, Bo. Yeah. I mean, we have all these retention ponds and stuff, but there's fish in there. There's a bunch. I of mean, fish. There, there's yeah. There, there's some sketchy stuff in the water, but whatever, you know. But I mean, as long as you cook it well enough, you'll be fine. Yeah. All right. I mean, and you can purge fish. Yeah. That's it, your yeah. That's your thing too. If you cook your food, make sure you cook it. Cook it. <laughs> especially when it's fish out of the water like that, at least in an area you're not familiar with. Uh, also, too, besides all the fish and everything else, you have nothing but palm trees around you everywhere. And you have these palm plants, these palm fronds, all right? These little palms, it's got the palm fronds that are growing around the, you know, the bushes around you know, a lot of properties, stuff like that. The root of that in the center is what we call swamp cabbage. You can literally... This is the reason why you need to carry always, always too, your axe and machete. Machete. Yeah. You can cut these things to pieces, pull that out, boil it, and you got cabbage. And it's actually really good. Really good. Yeah, we called it swamp cabbage when I was growing up. See, copies of personal documents. Okay, so, like, I I get this for, you know, if things are returning to normal. If things aren't returning to normal, not really necessary. Yeah. In Mad Max, do you think they had, like, a, a box in the back with all this medical docs? No. No. <laughs> Cell phone with charger. Sure. Things are going back to normal. Sure. sure. Zombie apocalypse? No, not so mm, much. Probably not. 
I mean, uh, look, if Umbrella, I, a.k.a. the CDC, is... <laughs> think, of, think of the movies like Dawn of the Dead. Oh, my goodness. World War Z. Something like that happened. It's going to take years before we get back to I mean, normal. cell phone is a good idea. Some sort of communication. Yeah. I mean, if you're being hunted by some overarching agency. Bum, 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 Umbrella. Bum. Yes. You know, the empire. And remember this. <laughs> if you need to call somebody, every cell phone, every cell phone, if you dial 911... Even if that phone has not no service on it, we'll call 911. Hmm. So you could take your cell phone and cancel your plan with your company right now, which I have T-Mobile. I think you got T-Mobile too, right? Mm-mm. Uh, who do you got? AT&T. AT&T. So if your phone, your service, like the company's shut down or whatever the case may be, any cell phone, regardless if it's got, you know, if it's got, and also too, it will connect it to the nearest tower. Doesn't matter what service. It will connect to the nearest tower, and 911 will work. Nice. Yes. If there's a zombie apocalypse, don't worry about 911. <laughs> <laughs> They'll probably be busy. Yeah, they'll probably show up and shoot you. Yeah. Anyways, uh, family disaster plan. If you don't already have one of these, you should definitely make one because it's important. Because, look, you have to actually have a plan to execute to actually yeah. survive this crap. Exactly. Um. I mean, even as you know, something simple as like you have a fire plan, like our four-year-old, we, there's a fire. You know, if we can't put it out, if it's taken over, we grab the cat, grab the dog, we're out. And you know, yep. deuces. We have a we have a plan for that. Um, we have fire extinguisher, which yeah. is shiny new, and I just replaced. So ta-da, woohoo! Um, I actually just replaced the one in my kitchen. That's funny you said that. Yeah. I just replaced the one in my kitchen like we're about the a week ago. Same. Yeah, about a week ago. <laughs> Yeah, actually, yeah, that's what it was. Um, I mean, you should have a plan for all the normal, typical scenarios that you would have. I mean, the power goes out, and you have a plan for that, and you have a plan for, I don't know, bad storms wrecking your house or something. Yeah, in all, in all fairness, I mean, yes, we're reading off the CDC's guide here for a zombie apocalypse. But like even the CDC had said when they put this out, this was partial entertainment value, but also to actually help people garner and get stuff together that they would really need for any type of disaster it makes preparedness fun exactly so if you turn around and like you know let's be fair once again us living in florida people in california people in kansas with tornadoes all the time Mm. you know there there are certain parts of the world that is known to have obviously natural disasters and usually often you know um so yeah you should always be prepared but only that but realistically you can't plan on when any natural disaster may happen you know i mean Think about this. God forbid you're in your neighborhood and a jetliner goes down. It's going to do miles of damage when it hits if it's a big one, like a 747, something like that. It's going to do miles of damage and wreckage and everything else. Um, and who knows? If you are stuck in your home because of, like, debris and everything else, you know, which does happen. Even tornado victims happens to them. Hurricane oh, yeah. victims happens to them. They get they literally get locked down in the homes. You get homes. barricaded in your own house. Yeah. At least you got supplies in there to keep you guys alive until help does get to you. Yeah. So. Make sure you have your axe and machete. I there you it. go. I love it. That's that's definitely uh That is two of the most I important could, tools you could carry for any type of thing. We should come out with a list like this. We really should. Yeah, we'll make one. Yeah, I'll type one up or something and email it to you. Okay. Uh, let's see. Extra cash. So you know that redneck that everybody makes fun of? For that, always having cash on yeah, the separate card? Well, no, always having like the mason jars of cash buried in the backyard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that guy's following CDC guidelines. He's not so crazy after all. Dude, that's my family. My family, the, they have money, I guarantee, buried in some of their backyards. Guarantee it. <laughs> some they've already moved from. Yeah. <laughs> some of them, I'm, I'm not sure how much they may have back there. Fair enough. It might be quite a bit, actually. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. Probably got some collectible. What are you doing later tonight? <laughs> <laughs> you got a shovel? I mean, fair enough. Okay. We need to pay for advertising. I know, right? Um, See, emergency blanket, extra clothes, sleeping bag, one for each person. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean. Once once again, that just falls down to that. Honestly, if you have one per person, if one does get damaged or anything like that, two people can still fit into one sleeping bag. You know, unless you're just trying to think of a lack of a better term. But we'll just say uh, full figured. Um, They may not be able to sleep into a normal sleeping bag. So let alone try and put two in one. But the reasoning behind that is because 
all kidding aside, yes, if your if your sleep bag is damaged, you can just go ahead and at least slip into the other person's sleeping bag. That way, everybody has their own. Also, on top of it, though, is for the simple fact that if things happen, especially in the middle of a natural disaster, you, prime example, earthquake, usually followed by an aftershock. Mm -hmm. It happens, multiple of them, all right? If all of a sudden everybody has to scramble at once, kind of hard to do with two people in one sleeping bag trying to get out of it. <laughs> so that's why they recommend one per sleeping bag also. And also, at the end of the day, this is more of a military concept. Better to lose one than to lose two. Tell yep. the truth. So I'm going to add something to this, though. A tarp. Yes, because absolutely. food, water, shelter. Yep. You know, I It mean, fits all three categories. Yep. Really? Yeah. I agreed with that. I'm terrible. It, so, does, it does fit all three categories, including food. Come on. Trapping. Fair enough. Okay. There you go. Right. Yeah, sorry. Glitch. It was a glitch in the mainframe. Yeah. Um, maps of the area, something nobody has anymore. Nobody. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And they're really expensive and really hard to get. Like, if I was looking at a topographical map for my location, mm -hmm. just because it's curious and yeah. good to have on hand, and really hard to find them. You almost have to go to, like, um, gas the, stations. No, like a topographical map. Oh, you're talking about like the real deal map. Like the real deal map. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's really difficult to find. You almost have to go to the, um, what is that, the geological survey people or whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of places where, like Waterside now, there's maps galore at almost every gas station you go to that's near a localized water, like fishing area, stuff like that. There, They do have typically charts there you can buy, like your bait stands, bait shops, stuff like that. they got charts left and right you can buy. But that's water-based. Hmm? I get it. You got to pee? Yes. Go ahead and go pee. I'll yep. carry on. Yep, carry on. All right. So, yeah. So, if you actually are maybe trying to plan on your little escape with a zombie apocalypse and uh, making sure you're going to be taken off on a boat, make sure you actually have all your gear stowed on that boat, too. Have a backup you know, plan with having extra gear stowed on that boat. And make sure you have charts of the areas. Because more often than not, well, let's be real, electronics go out all the time. Phones quit working. Your GPS quits working. So on and so forth. You need to know how to plot courses, everything else, using a chart by hand. It's not that hard. Um, it takes a little practice, but honestly, not that hard. Um, as far as it goes for getting maps of the land areas, there's many, 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 many places you can go on to. Even Amazon, stuff like that. You could buy maps of all the local areas, you know, your state, everything else. Um, some of them are a little pricey. Some, you know, not so much, but it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. That's one of the main things that you can never, ever, ever, ever beat into somebody's head hard enough about when it comes down to, like, supply uh, for any type of disaster or anything of that nature. It's always best to always have what you, you know, need there. Just like I said, just in case, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. When it comes down to carrying weapons and such, you know, to be fair, to be real. Sure, guns make a great weapon. They really do, obviously. But, however, you're going to have to use it sparingly, and that's even if you had to use it, obviously use it around sparingly. Because, guess what? All those gun stores that you know of... If they you, got raided. Yeah, if, you're, <laughs> if your big plan is that if things go south, I'm going to go hit this gun store on the corner and steal their guns. Nope. You don't think those guys who own that gun store haven't already thought about that? You'll be knocked off at about a 1,000 yards before you can get close enough to that place. So, two things. One... Apologies, because, like, a pot of coffee topped with Red Bull. Sorry, might be. Okay. And? Two, true story, Um, mm -hmm. during, like, the summer of love, 2020, when <laughs> everybody was, like, tripping out and stuff. Okay. Um, There's roaming people going from place to place, like, starting junk in different cities. Oh, yeah. The only reason I know this is because a, an acquaintance of mine owns a gun shop. Mm-hmm. They stayed the night there because, obviously, things are happening. It, we literally were watching, like, live YouTube or live Facebook videos of, like, stuff going on five blocks away from the house. And there was these people from a different state that showed up to the gun shop looking around to break in. Mm -hmm. And uh, remember, what was it, the uh, L.A. riots, the uh, roof rooftop Koreans or whatever um, they call them? Mm-hmm. These guys, basically. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> and they called the cops. You know, the people were arrested and stuff for mm -hmm. attempted breaking and entering, but they were from another state. I'm not going to specify which state, okay. but literally people roaming around doing that stuff. So, yes, 
The yeah. guns, gun shop owners are there, are protecting yeah. their assets. And, and honestly, every time there's any type of major incident like that that happens, gun shops is usually the first place that always gets hit. Mm-hmm. That's why they always plan. Oh, it's going to be a hurricane. We're going to stay here. Oh, it's going to be you know this natural disaster happened. Or blah blah blah. We'll be here. Like you said, rioting happens. We'll be here. Let me tell you something from a military standpoint. If you own guns and you have ammunition, so on and so forth, things get bad enough that you have to leave the area with your family uh, from a major, we'll just say disaster. I'm not going to use rioting. Just disaster, and you have to leave that area because it's just too dangerous to be there. Number one, when you are traveling with your family, the last thing you want to do is get into a shootout. All right? Mm-mm. So let's just say that things are getting really, really uh, hectic out there with people. Now it's turning into, you know, everything is going south. It's now becoming a real po- apocalypse. Shooting is the last thing you want to do. No, because you the, call attention to yourself yes, first off. Yes, exactly. Stay quiet. Keep moving. Don't like, stop moving. You only stop to move or you only stop from moving in order to take a break. That's it. Get rest. Get a little bit of sleep, a little bit of food and water in you. Then it's back to moving again. Moving is what keeps you alive. Staying stationary? No. Staying stationary in big situations like that? I don't care what anybody says. We'll get you killed. Stay in small numbers. Keep moving. Stay quiet. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, did you already go over comms or anything? No, I haven't okay. got that far. But so, I did bring up about maps and where to go and all that. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Make sure you have some sort of communication. I mean, like, I highly advocate for ham radios because, I mean, like, during the hurricane and stuff, mm-hmm. um, when we lost power, I put on the NOAA weather station. Yep, um, They have a report ongoing over and over again. Yep. Um, then, like, you can set up a specific bandwidth or a specific um, uh, frequency. There we go. Mm-hmm. Words are hard. To, like... Meet up with your friends, communicate on. I mean, yeah. it, it is line of sight communication, so like within a few miles or a mile or two, it'll be a little difficult because curvature yep. of the earth, because the earth is not flat. Yeah. It's not flat. It's not flat, people. But I mean, you need to be able to communicate. I mean, if you're roaming around and you're on the move and you're in small groups, yeah. you may get split up from people. Yeah. It's like the little handheld radios that me and Stephanie have. Those things will reach out to 32 miles. On a clear clear range, 32 miles. Now, will it really reach 32 no, miles? No, it won't. It won't. No. No. Probably closer to probably about Two. 8 to 12. Two. No, realistically about it, because we've done it before. It made at least 8, I know of. Wow, that's fantastic. So we'll say 8 to 12. But anything past that, no. Yep. Um. Let's see. Baby supplies. Yeah, if you have a kid, you you need to, like, triple up on, like, diapers and stuff. Yes. For real. Just in general. And to be real... Cloth diapers, they can be reused. And washed. Yes, washed and reused. When it co- I mean, granted, of course, you know, we're not expecting people to live like little house in the prairie right now. Your normal house, buy the regular huggies and whatever you do for your children. Yeah. We're talking about, but for emergency stash, yes, go with cloth diapers because they can be washed and reused. Unless you're broke, then cloth diapers, something reusable. Yeah. I mean... Uh, let's be real. I mean, we we have come to the point in time where we're dependent on disposables. We have paper towels, we have toilet paper, we have cups, plates, everything. Everything's disposable. Yes. People, people are disposable. <laughs> I mean, everything is disposable. Why do you think they created tender? Exactly. I mean, yeah. every they made it to the point to where like your cell phone, something you're paying upwards of fifteen hundred dollars for. Yeah. Is basically disposable. I mean, you have these payment plans with com- phone companies where you wind up trading in your phone every two years. Every two years, yep. I mean, ha- the, it's a lease. It's not even buying the, the phone. The freaking really. corded phones that we had. We had one phone for at least my entire childhood. Mm-hmm. I was 18 years old, 19 years old, leaving the freaking house. And it was the same dag um, corded phone on the freaking wall from yep. like when I was like five, and we lived somewhere completely different. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yep. yeah, the, we the, did too. We had a cordless phone that we kept for years, or not cordless, but a corded phone we had for years, man. Yeah. You know what I miss though? The old Nokia phone. You know, cell phone. The indestructible kind. Yeah, dude, yeah. you could drop that thing out of an airplane and it still work. I literally went drinking with a buddy, and he dropped one in my beer. Yeah, and it still work. Yeah. I could turn around and take this, you know, $1,100 cell phone I have right here, this iPhone, drop it just the wrong way over there on that tile. Oh, it'll shatter. And it'll shatter. Yeah, yeah. it sucks. Um, one thing I do want to bring up um, that is very important, 
you want to bring a reusable water filter of some sort. Yes. Or if you can't do that, look up how to make your own water filter. All yeah. you need is like charcoal. If you're going to be making fire charcoal, with your... Charcoal, rock, sand. Yeah, and there you go. And a bottle. And you can purify your own water and then boil it. Yeah. You know? And just a little piece of your t-shirt. That's it. So pebbles, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, small rocks, small rocks, sand, charcoal, a, preferably a two liter bottle to make more water, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then a little, like a little piece of your shirt, something like that. And you can make a water purifier that all you got to do after you're done, it'll have all the, you know, bigger things out taken out of the water you know like if you're getting the safe from a ditch it's going to take out like any type of bugs larvae stuff like that then once you have that water then you already know as jesse well knows you can explain the rest on purifying it yeah you can you boil it uh, a solid hard boil for at least one minute yep. up to five to be safe that way you don't evaporate half of it yep and then Ta-da. after that just make sure you let it cool before you drink it I thought that was obvious. Some people are just not that bright, dude. Okay. Well, yeah, you're giving way too much credit. So, disc- legal disclaimer. Yeah, legal Don't disclaimer. listen to us again. <laughs> yeah, legal disclaimer. Let the water cool first before you drink it. <laughs> oh, my yeah, goodness. But, yes, those are the, the things that you need in order to, and, yes, I, I, I said it correctly, sand. You heard me right. Sand is actually a very natural purifier, believe it or not. Yep. It takes out a lot of the lo- larger objects like, you know, mosquito larva, uh, larva, stuff like that, that could be in the water that's very, very small that you would not see. You know that show, Monsters Inside Me? It takes those things out. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> the show that I cannot watch at all. I won't watch it. It's so terrifying. Dude. Like, yeah. I, I'm, there's a lot of things that I'm not afraid of. There's very few things that, like, terrify the crap out of me. Yeah. I'm um, all about being live in something mm-hmm. else, not it inside of me. Yeah, no. See, like... Man, I'm not allowed to have living things inside of me like that. Uh, You're that so really, stupid. I know. That was way too easy. <laughs> um, what else we got Slid here? that one right by. Yeah. And then he stopped, backed the truck up, and pointed it out. Um, yeah, so, yeah, communications, obviously. The main things you need to, to focus on whenever there's natural disaster or anything of that nature, you know, zombie apocalypse, whatever. The main things you need to focus on is security. Shelter, water, food. Mm-hmm. You focus on those four things, it's going to up your chances of survival quite a bit. And we're going to finish this off with training. Yes, train, training. Train, 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 yes. train. Go camping. Easy training. Yeah. Live in a hurricane zone like we do, where you lose power for five days. Yeah. Train. Yeah, we call that crash course. Yeah, yeah. practice. Practice it. I mean, it, you can't. It's, it, it's not man. enough just to have this. If you have the stuff and you don't train with it, you are a hoarder, not a prepper. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a big difference. There's a huge difference. You I have bought to this because it's cool, and then you never use it. I I do things like that. Well, it's but, like people <laughs> that buy a firearm and not actually train or practice with no, it. No, you have to train and practice. You have with to train it. and practice and with it. Two reasons. So, like, I I thought about this because there there was an incident at another school where someone heard. Something that they could have been misconstrued as a gunshot. Uh-huh. And I, I was talking to my wife about it because we have a small child. And, yep. you know, it's something you talk about. And we know the person that this happened to. Well, no, this was another incident of that. Oh, no. Um, okay. Locally. Local to me. Like oh, okay. a mile down the road. Wow. Okay. And it turned out it was a car backfiring. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like... Another reason to train with your firearm is so you know what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, that would probably be a very good idea. <laughs> so you can distinguish you, okay. the sound of a car going... Blah, 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 blah. Do you know why most people who own a firearm wind up basically getting killed with their own gun, stuff like that? They don't train with it. They don't train with it. Number two, they don't realize how loud it is, and they panic when it goes off. <laughs> Here's the deal. Think about this. You and your friends go to the range all the time and go shoot. They're always wearing protection, hearing, you know, hearing protection every time you go there. Every once in a while, pop off your headphones, pop off, you know, the the hearing protect or the hearing protection you may have in there and shoot one round. Mm-hmm. So you realize how loud your gun is when it goes off. You would not I, I swear to God, you would not realize how many people have dropped their gun firing it for the first time without head or hearing protection on? Yeah, that's super sketchy. Yeah. But you got to do it every once in a while. Yeah. 
Anyways, folks, you have a safe weekend. Remember to train when you're preparing, and uh, don't listen to us, but listen to us. Yeah, and catch us next weekend. And follow us on, uh, you know, your favorite podcasting platform, TikTok, Instagram. Yes, and not only, not only, not only listen to us on those share podcast it. platforms. Share it to your social medias, please. Make sure you tag us in it. We don't want to hear Chance Rant again. Yes. <laughs> All right. See you next weekend. All right.